sniffing. Rolling tape. Yeah. Hello there, podcast land. My name is Billy. And my name is Christy. And you are listening to the Front Porch Sessions podcast. And we are so glad that you are here with us today, tonight, whatever time it may be. If you would do us a favor, if you can, subscribe, review, rate. And we recommend five stars because we love you five stars. And we'd appreciate it if you loved us five stars back. Yes. And while you're doing things for us, go and check us out on Instagram. We are the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. You can follow our stories. You can follow our feed and you can communicate with us. If you are so inclined, you can send us a direct message over Instagram at the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. That's right. (laughs) So how was your week? My week was pretty good. How about yours? Um, my, my week was my week. Here we are already stumbling over my <laughs> oh, words and we're just right. getting going. Real, uh, my week was uh, pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good, I think. Uh, we, not too busy, not yeah. too not busy. That, what's the opposite <laughs> of that? I don't know. It not There was busy, a, nice enough, a nice amount of busyness, but it wasn't overwhelming. Right. Our kids had some uh, activities. They had a, a band concert mm-hmm. and a, a, a soup supper fundraiser for yeah. that. So we spent about three hours with band stuff, eating soup and listening to our kids play in a variety of bands. Cooper played in two. Yeah, and uh, did a great in job. In the regular eighth grade concert band, and he also is in the eighth grade jazz band. He is yeah. the drummer for that. Yeah. Uh, so that was exciting. And our daughter plays trumpet in the seventh grade yeah. concert band. Do you keep finding yourself amazed at their talent? I mean, there are things that they do, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. It's not so much that we don't know that they have those talents. It's just we not we don't we don't see them put it on display as right. much as I guess I would like. And so when we have those performances, I'm like, holy cow, you are so talented. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's like, oh, you're actually pretty good or <laughs> yeah. on your way to being good or yeah. something. Because neither one of them really practice at home that much. No. <laughs> or at least not when we're here. Right. Uh, I'm going to assume that sometimes, means they don't. <laughs> Well, yeah, our daughter definitely doesn't practice much. I made her bring home or drop it over Thanksgiving break and uh, she should have just left it at school. <laughs> if she touched it at all, it was to move it out of her way. <laughs> uh, and Coop didn't actually practice either over that time, but he, he does practice occasionally at home. Yeah. Sometimes it's too when we're not here because drums can be kind of loud. Yes. But yeah, and he was, he made, we could really tell it when he first started in sixth grade mm-hmm. and he went to the after school lessons mm-hmm. and in a short period of time, like, man, you got really good. Yeah. And then COVID happened and there's some things, but he kept working on that. So yeah, you do get to see uh, a big progression. It's because we don't get to hear them all yes. the time doing yes. that. And then we also, uh, we had some days of, of nice weather to where I think it was, it felt like it was in the seventies. Yes. <laughs> not sure if it really got up into uh, that or not. And then we had our first snow. Yes. Of, of the season. Yeah. And it wasn't much. No. It maybe, was kind of perfect uh, for our first snow, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe half an inch what we had. So I did not really like the timing of it because our kids had an activity okay. on a Friday night sure. when it got really cold. <laughs> and it snowed a lot really for a short amount of time. Yes. And their activity was outside. Their activity was outside. Yeah. It was a winter sleigh ride type thing with FFA because they weren't able to do their hayrack ride or whatever they call it mm-hmm. earlier because of uh, rain so they were doing that so it was cold and just going and coming right uh it was a little bit difficult with that 
because of other people. I, apparently, people forget how to drive in snow, <laughs> that you need to slow down. You yes. have to pay attention. You can't just pull out in front of cars off, you know, on the highway. Right. Uh, so that was a little stressful. Yes. You weren't with me when I dropped him off because uh, our kids went at separate times. They had different things to, to do with it. And I had a couple of cars pull out in front of me. Mm-hmm. At least one car drove in my lane towards me because mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't see the lanes, I guess, with that. So that was a little bit of stressful. Yeah. And I had saw earlier in the day, and here's just a reminder, if you're local or if you live someplace where there is snow, uh, according to this particular pl- law enforcement officer that had posted on Twitter and responding to a crash, that it takes four times as long to stop on a snow as it does when it's dry. Mm. And Four he showed times. he showed the math too. I like it. Because he showed his work. yeah, it was something <laughs> there probably from maybe some officers doing some training mm-hmm. or maybe in an academy type situation. They had to calculate stopping distances and stuff. So he's like, here's the math for yeah. it. So yeah. Yeah, but that was kind of I mean it was kind of nice. And then uh, that was on a Friday night, yeah. Saturday morning. Uh, our kids decided to particularly Cooper started it and then Callie jumped in. Mm-hmm. We had finished breakfast, and I'm like, all right, I'd let Cooper cook most of the breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, son, you've cooked. Now we got to clean up. And he's like, <laughs> I was going to go move the snow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and it was really wasn't enough that needed to be moved. Sure. I'm glad that he wanted to do it. Sure. We'll see if that sticks when there's really a ton of snow out there. <laughs> but we don't get a lot of light on our driveway, a lot right. of sunlight. Right. Uh, just with the buildings and the trees is blocked. So anytime we can clear off, even if it's just a little, it helps it go away. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Callie jumped in with like, well, I want to go help too. Can I go help? Mm-hmm. And w- you told me you thought it was because neither one of them wanted to help with the dishes. I cannot wrap my mind around it, but neither of our kids, it's not to say I think they should like doing dishes. It's just that is the, the thing that they hate to do. And I, the older I've gotten, the more I actually really enjoy doing dishes and and I, when they will go out of their way to go do some other chore so they don't have to do dishes, it's that's, so That's pretty hardcore if you're willing to go out in the cold. Yep. And it was still cold yes. on Saturday morning. It warmed yes. up later in the day. But to get all bundled up and spend, I don't know how long they were out there, 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So you're out there in the freezing cold yeah. uh, doing manual labor <laughs> just to avoid helping yep. put up dishes or uh, dry dishes. Yeah. Not even like you're making them wash I was them. long done with dishes and I pretty much did them myself before they came back in and were frozen and tired and all those sort of things. So fine. I feel like maybe we got the win on that. <laughs> maybe they so. Don't, they don't know it. <laughs> right. At least they weren't fighting inside. I know. That, so. that I'll tell that I will take. Yes. I'm kind of dreading Christmas break. For uh, yeah. So we'll have a uh, complete two weeks out. Yeah. They haven't gotten a complete two weeks in a while. Mm-hmm. Some of it has to do with the way the calendar falls mm-hmm. when Christmas falls, about how long they actually get out. Mm-hmm. I think one year it had to do with some construction oh. at one of the at one of the schools or something. So maybe they started a little bit late, so they needed to go back a little bit. Or I don't remember all the okay. Or they stayed in a little bit early. Uh-huh. I mean, that late. doesn't make sense. They, they stayed, stayed late. They stayed late. They started school a little bit late because of the construction mm. or remodeling. So they stayed a little bit later and, and it shortened Christmas break. Yeah. And then some yeah. of it just has to do with calendar issues yeah. and 
Look, we we enjoy break, but they, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, they'll go through phases where they really cannot see eye to eye on things. Right. And right now that's where we're at. Yes. They're really struggling to see eye to eye. So I'm a little nervous about two straight weeks. Of- <laughs> right. And it's nothing, I mean, we love our kids. Yeah. It's nothing It's nothing bad. bad. We were sitting in a parenting class recently. Yeah. And some other people were talking about this, or it was at least alluded to mm-hmm. either in, in the discussion or in the video that we watched. It's a, it's a fact of life. Yes, you yes. You know, if you're a parent and you your kids have been in school, and when they get a school break, you know that it's time. There comes a point to where it's time for them to go back to school. <laughs> for sure. Uh, for everybody's sanity. Yes, yes. So it's nothing against them. <sighs> no. Well, word on the street is that you have a question for us. Is I that do. accurate? Yes, I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, it is time for Christie's question. A Christmas edition of This or That. Christmas edition of This or That. You know what? I cannot wait for this one. Okay. Because Christmas is my second favorite holiday. (laughs) Second. (laughs) All right. Well, here we go. Here we go. Candy cane or hot cocoa? Candy cane. Real or fake tree? Fake. Cash or gift card? Ooh, cash. Home or out of town? Home. Snow or no snow? Snow. Give or get? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, oh, that one's tough for me. I'm going to say give. Okay. Um, because that's the right thing to say. <laughs> well, maybe that. Okay. Maybe that too, but okay. give. Um, sing or listen to songs? Listen. <laughs> maybe listen. Okay. Turkey or ham? Oh, I'm going to go ham, okay. even though we don't have either. Okay. <laughs> That's how I was wondering where you'd come in on that one. Star or angel? Star. Mistletoe or wreath? Wreath. Snowman or elf? Snowman. Ribbon or bells? Ribbon. Cider or cocoa? Cocoa. <laughs> Tinsel or ornaments? Ornaments. White lights or colored lights? White lights. Gingerbread house or cookies? Cookies. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Just because it's out, you're like, either I'm slowing down or you are, because you're like, uh, are we almost done? We are almost done, in case that's what you were thinking. Uh, Christmas sweater or Christmas socks? Uh, socks. Okay. Peppermint or rainbow candy cane? Peppermint. I should have dropped that one. Uh, Mariah Carey or Michael Buble? Buble. <laughs> Buble all the way. Okay. Green or white Christmas tree? Green. Okay. Christmas Eve. <laughs> so or- the way that you said that, I thought you were like green or white or something like oh. like a stripe situation. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> both. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm a green Christmas tree guy. Okay. Uh Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Ooh. Day. Okay. Day. Okay. All right. So is there a way that I can see those? Because yes. they're not on your your phone they're on some sort of different device here that i don't know what it is to try to ask you these this or that and then we can talk about them a little bit candy cane or hot cocoa hot cocoa real or fake tree fake cash or gift card gift card home or out of town home snow or no snow snow give or get give you hesitated i did because i am not it's not easy to give I, we we have this conversation every year that since we live so far away from family that 
it, it's difficult, but I do really enjoy getting for you and for the kids. Okay. Yeah. So that's give. Yes. Give, even though it's you used the word get there. Give. Yeah, I did. All right. Sing or listen to songs? Listen. Turkey or ham? Ham. Star or angel? Star. Snowman or elf? Snowman or elf? You've already Snow- seen all these. I know. I don't okay. know why I didn't practice this. Snowman. <laughs> Mistletoe or wreath? Wreath. Ribbon or bells? Ribbon. Cider or cocoa? Cider. Tinsel or ornaments? Ornaments. White lights. You know why I don't like tinsel? Why? Because it gets all over the place. Yes. It's a mess. Yes. White- Trees are bad enough, aren't yes. they? Even fake. Yes. White lights or colored lights? White lights. Gingerbread house or cookies? Cookies. Christmas sweater or Christmas socks? Christmas sweater? I don't have either, so. I, I don't either, and uh, this is not going to come to a surprise to anybody that listens regularly <laughs> or that knows me. I am not a fan of, now it's it's tr- it's hip and trendy mm-hmm. with to have ugly Christmas sweaters. Right. That whole concept bothers me. That's a different show for a different day. <laughs> uh, but I do not like that. So we're, where were we here? Mariah Carey or Michael Blue <laughs> I guess I'll go Buble. I Buble really all don't day, know. baby. Yeah, okay. Buble all day. And you know, it's actually Michael Bubble. Well, I was going to say, do we drink, uh, what? what's that Listen. What's that water, the sparkling water? Is it Buble water? <laughs> it's like bubbly, B-U-B-L-Y. I don't know how you say it because okay. the can doesn't tell you how to say it. Yeah, that. but it's such a great marketing cue so to have him should, in those. Yes. They should. Uh, green or white Christmas tree? Green. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? <laughs> Christmas Day. All right. So some of these were a little bit tough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real tree or fake tree? Mm-hmm. I'm a fake tree guy. Yes. And we're a fake tree family. <laughs> yes, we are. At least when it comes to Christmas tree. Yes. Uh, is there a reason for you? It's how I grew up. Okay. It really is. And then for you? That's how I grew up too. What my understanding is uh, we used to, my parents used to have a real tree. Uh-huh. But my brother is was allergic to them, uh-huh. and it caused some severe uh, asthma reactions, mm-hmm. asthmatic reactions, I there guess is a better way to say that. Uh, so they went with a fake tree. Okay. But I'm not sure, do, does my brother's family use a real tree now? Or I, a fake, I don't remember. I don't remember either. We're so rarely there yeah, yeah. for Christmas, which maybe we should move closer so we can do Christmases yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know, but he may have grown out of that. But so I grew up with a fake tree, mm-hmm. and I also don't like the idea of having to buy something. Yes. For a one-time use, yes. and have to buy a tree every yes. year. Yes. I can buy a fake tree. It seems like a and lot I can of trouble. Use it year after year. Yeah. In our almost twenty-four years of being married, we have bought two trees. Yep. Two fake trees. Mm-hmm. Both of them are still in yep. action. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we had one that we bought when we got married. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit fuller of a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then several years back, I don't know how many, we bought a second tree mm-hmm. that is not as full. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit taller, but it's pre-lit. Yes. And so we started using that. Yes. Yes. And that made life a little bit easier. And then we decided to put up the original tree that we had. <laughs> so it's in a different room. And that's mom's tree. Yes, it is. You're the only one that puts decorations on it. I yes. help. I put it together. Yes. And I string lights. This yes. year you helped string the lights because you were standing there. Because <laughs> you were ready. You were I done. Think I but did that's it last your tree. Year too, but... you know, we don't put anything on it. Uh-uh. It's basically white and gold. Yep. It's got a star on top. Yep. Uh, also, you have to, I don't, and we'll talk about, we'll, we'll save it. We'll okay. save it. I get a little don't bit more. Don't forget. Well, oh, I won't. I won't. <laughs> if I do, I'm in trouble. 
uh, home or out of town is kind of tough to answer mm-hmm. because we live away from our family. Yeah. I like waking up in my house yes. on Christmas Day. Yes. It, we do occasionally go uh, home to visit our family for mm-hmm. Christmas, uh, but that's a little rare. We get to have our own traditions, and then yeah. we don't have to write letters to Santa letting him know where we're going to yeah. be and yeah. carry stuff there and back for yeah. everybody. And this just, oh, I got it back. Okay. And um, so, yeah, there's something just about waking up. I agree. Uh, in your own house and having you your, can own make traditions. your own traditions. Yeah. Yes. Uh, snow or no snow? I said snow. I did too. Yeah. There's something that it just has seemed weird that it didn't really feel like Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Uh, because it had been so warm. Mm-hmm. And uh, even recently it had been 70. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we just had snow. Mm-hmm. But it's about, it's in the 40s or 50s today at the time of this recording. Some point this week, it's supposed to be close to 70 again. So crazy. It just makes, and I think because we have lived in this particular area for quite a while, mm-hmm. that you expect the seasons to be a certain way. Yes. So when we start getting into Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's supposed to be cold. Right. Or at least colder. Yes. There's not always snow on the ground on mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, and that's fine, but it being so warm, yeah, it's like being back in Alabama. I remember wearing shorts to Christmas yes. uh, gatherings. I remember and, too, and playing football. Not you in doing shorts. that, but me doing that as a kid. <laughs> that would be weird if you remembered me wearing shorts to my grandparents' <laughs> house for Christmas. Uh, the giver get gave you a little bit of trouble. Yeah, me too. But yeah, we both do enjoy giving gifts, but we also have a lot of fun coming up with something to get the other to where I do enjoy getting. I never know what you're going to get. I love getting gifts. Yeah. But I, here's a, here, it's an interesting dichotomy. I like to give, uh-huh. uh, at least to you and the kids, <laughs> uh, because I do like to see that excitement yeah. and, and you don't yes. regularly know, but I really like to get gifts. Mm-hmm. But the dichotomy there is I don't like surprises. So <laughs> You if, are a complex man. If I can do anything to figure out the gift before I actually get it, mm-hmm. I will do it. Yes. And a number of times I have been correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't take any of the joy out of it for me. But it that does actually adds to it. But I will say, I don't think you've done that to me, but it's Not because recently. I figured it out. I figured out what you're doing. And there was one year, we've probably talked about this before, that your mom had gotten something. She was very excited about giving it to you. And you started asking questions and she started answering. And I remember being in her van and I was sitting up front with her and I said, don't answer him. Don't answer him. She's like, oh, no, no, he won't figure it out. And I asked she, one question. She answered. I told her what it was and she was mad at me. <laughs> Yes. It's one of those things that I know better than to start down that path with you to give you just an inch means you're going to take a mile and you've got it all figured out. Yes. And I knew she'd be disappointed. But it doesn't, that may, that may rob somebody of joy, but it creates joy in me. For me, knowing what's in that box or in that bag or whatever, it just makes it so much better. (laughs) I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. Yeah. The whole turkey or ham one kind of threw me off. Yeah, because that's not what we do. No, turkey, we primarily have that for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so stick with that. I think before, I don't know what we had. Did we do ham before? I feel like we did ham. Uh, At one point, and I don't know how long we've been doing this, we have uh, prime rib. Yeah. Uh, So that's what we do on Christmas. Yeah. I was telling you yesterday, you need to start looking. I (laughs) do. If that's what you want to do. Yes, we're going to have to look or we may be having like hamburger helper prime. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do a little bit extra looking. 
I, yeah. I've got it. I think I know where to go to get a little okay. better price. On You've it. got a full menu that I'm really excited about every year. Yeah, that yeah. includes that prime rib. Yeah, so. we, we can come back in a few days and talk sure. about I'd love uh, it. that idea. Uh, I think that's uh, about it. Ribbon or bells? I went with ribbon mm -hmm. because they don't make noise. <laughs> yes. Um, white or colored lights? I went with white. Yeah. And you did too. Yeah. I just like them better. I do too. I it's think more I grew of a up classic with classic yeah. feel. I think I grew up with colored lights, but I like the white lights on trees. And I just think, yeah, you can do what you want to then. Like you yeah. can add color with your ornaments and your ribbons. <laughs> and then the, the whole uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve or Christmas uh -huh. Day was kind of uh, tricky for me. Okay. Christmas Day because that's when I get the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> that hopefully I have guessed correctly uh -huh. before mm -hmm. and uh, get to enjoy that time and festive foods and what it, whatever. And it's really just in the morning, midday for us because we'll get up and do Christmas and then we have lunch or dinner, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, <laughs> wherever you're from. And then we, we're done yeah. for the day. But we do. And again, we'll come back and talk about these in a little bit more detail in some uh, upcoming episodes. We do have some Christmas Eve traditions, too. So I like yeah. that. Um, but no, there's just something, even at my age, about getting up early on Christmas yeah. morning and coming downstairs. And there's presents there. Yes. It's just excitement. Yeah. It's, Good it's a wonderful time of year. Well, thanks for indulging. I definitely wanted to do something that seemed... A little Christmassy, but I know that the this or that is a lot of fun because let's let's face it, it's something that people can do with us. They can. Yeah. They really can. And I wonder if there are people, uh, particularly when you uh, do it, because you're asking the questions. Yes. If when you ask me the questions, if there are porches that listen that yell out answers. I bet there are. So we're going to need somebody to... Uh, while they're listening to record themselves yelling out <laughs> answers and send it to us and then we'll put it on the Instagram. Okay. All right. You don't want to task anybody with that specifically? No. Okay. No. Because get creative. Yeah. Get creative. Make a whole little video about it. <laughs> I don't know. So while we're kind of on this Christmassy topic then, uh, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? That's a good question. And actually, I was trying to think through when I was picking this question, like Christmas song, Christmas movie, like I was trying to work my way through that. I I should have looked it up because this, I feel like I do, but for some reason, I am not thinking of what that would be. I will say a few years ago, we watched on Netflix, Christmas Chronicles. Is that the name of it? With yes, Kurt Russell? Yes. That one was so well made, so cute, so fun. One that we were re really comfortable showing the kids. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I don't I don't know if it's my favorite, but from like okay. right off what I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm going to put that way on up there. What about you? That, that was good. That yeah. was a good one. Um, there's another one that we enjoyed as a family that I'm embarrassed to oh, admit. No. Okay. And I don't even remember the name of it. Um, and I don't remember, I don't know the lady's name that starred in it. Okay. She played Liv Moore from iZombie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. It was like a, was like I, a, a prince or princess. She was a journalist or something. Yeah, yeah. We watched those and, and it was cute. I mean, well, it's kind of hallmarky or lifetimey, yes. but it, it was fine. And we like iZombie. And yes, so you I and think I because I lo really like, like iZombie yes. that led into it, even though she's a completely different character in that. <laughs> I'm going to say probably my favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I think that. And I haven't seen it in a couple of years. We used to watch it around Christmas time. <laughs> Before the kids knew what it was. Yes. Well, even without them, we okay. would do it. So that's probably mine. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for this next statement. Uh-oh. And you know what's coming because we've talked about it in the past couple of days yes. in our private life. <laughs> I am not a fan of the movie Elf. I think you're going to get some hate, but I think there's going to be some some people that are like, me neither. I didn't know there was somebody else. You think else. so? Yeah. Man, I just keep hearing love for that yeah. thing over and like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Why and do you think you don't like it? I don't know. I've seen it. I've been able to sit through it once. <laughs> and, the you know, it's been on and maybe the kids have wanted to watch it or something. Yeah. And so I will tolerate it, but... <laughs> I kind of find the whole movie annoying, but and I I don't know maybe I maybe I will sit down over Christmas break and force myself to watch it and analyze why. I would rather not. You have to do it I by do yourself it. if you're. That's do fine. It. That's fine. <laughs> There's just something I don't know. I, I'm not buying the hype on that one. Well, but you love Talladega Nights. So there's part of me that thinks you should like it because it is the the star is the same. Right. But and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to imply that they are the same movie in any way, shape, or form. I just thought, well, it's Will Ferrell. I just don't find it funny. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. I do not find it funny. Well. And I expect Will Ferrell to be funny. <laughs> He's had a couple of movies we've seen him in that are not funny. Right. Okay. Not all of them can be Talladega Night. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, hopefully somebody out there is with me and thinks, I doesn't think, like Elf and thinks I it's, really it's a little think overrated, but I also expect to get some hate mail on that one. Well, what about things like Home Alone and people talk about Die Hard being Chris, a Christmas movie? Where do you fall on those sort of things? I've seen Home Alone. Yeah. We've even watched uh, the first one with our kids maybe yep. last Christmas. Yeah. And it's fine. I'm not like gung-ho about it, but I'm okay with watching that. I probably saw Die Hard a long, long time ago, (laughs) and I couldn't really tell you much about it. Yeah. I'm not going to get way in on the debate of whether it's a Christmas movie or not. I assume that the only reason people really say it's a Christmas movie is because it's set around Christmas time. Yeah. So... Yeah, people get people get mad about that. They do. They really do. I've seen some things on social media and on YouTube or whatever about that. And like, wow. Yeah. I hope you're passionate about <laughs> things that matter in life yeah. as you are about whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie yeah. or not. Well, what about the claymation movies? Like, I grew up loving the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer one. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to watch that yeah. all the time. And I think and if we made our kids like watch it now. <laughs> Isle of Misfit Toys or yeah. something? Yeah. Yep, I loved that. Yeah, one. we would watch that every year. Yep. And like the Charlie it's, Brown special, yes, Christmas special. Yes, and Frosty the Snowman. That and Frosty one the Snowman. was not claymation. That was uh, animated, but I loved all of those. Yeah, there was one of those maybe that came on network television last year, and we watched it oh, with yeah. the kids. Oh. <laughs> And they did not like it. No, they did not. They did not like it they at all. They did not. No. And and that's that's fine. I, I think sometimes we are incredibly disappointed to the point that I think our kids know that. And they'll lie to us about they'll, it? No, I think they'll oh. just fake it during, okay. like, they'll, and then at the end, they're like, oh, right. Like, we were watching the original Wonder Years, and at, like, oh. halfway through one of them, I don't remember if one or both of them were like, oh, I think I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> it was the pilot. And both of us... Our both of our kids are so like, especially Coop. He loves TV, and I thought, okay, you are you, sending a message loud and clear, right? I think at the in the time 
the original Wonder Years was good for us. Yes. And I liked watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would sit back through watching it. Okay. There are other shows from my childhood that uh-huh. I would do, and I watch sometimes with the kids, and they're fine. But, yeah, we had been watching the, the reboot, which I have issues with reboots. but <laughs> uh, So we've been watching that and enjoying that. And we saw, oh, the original was on here, and the kids asked about it. They didn't even make it halfway through the pilot nope. of that. And was, it was, was, see, and I don't remember if I jumped in on that one early. Because, you know, a lot of times you'll watch, I think a, I did. you'll watch a pilot and it's like, oh, it's okay. And it takes a while for it to yes. get good. So I may have started later. My issue with reboots, if I haven't said on the podcast, is can you not come up with an original idea? <laughs> We're just rehashing the, the same things no. over and over. What that part bothers me. The Santa Claus. Did you enjoy that one? The Santa Claus. Is that with Tim Allen? Yes. I think you and I went and saw that in the theater. Were I, we dating? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I so look of up course I enjoyed it. Oh, well, that's very sweet. But no, we, I found it. It was it was comical. We've watched that one with the kids, and I think they they liked it. They liked that one. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Wasn't there one with uh, Michael Keaton? Mm, where he yeah. he became Frosty the Snowman or yes, something? Frost? No. I don't know. We saw that one too. That was I don't really remember it, but we've seen it. <laughs> Well, and we kind of like him too, so we may have been predisposed to enjoying it. Right. So the point I think I'm trying to make is I may have some favorites, things that I really enjoy, Mm -hmm. some from childhood, some from adulthood. Okay. But we do actually watch Christmas movies. and Yeah, we try to watch different ones. uh We're not really the Hallmark Christmas movie people. No, but Netflix has got tons of options. Yes. And And so we'll just kind of explore and find something that's family appropriate and make the kids suffer through. (laughs) Yeah. And they've enjoyed some of them. Yes, yes. And we have too. And then there's probably some we've been like, all right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Most definitely there. Good times. Well, did you know that people tune in to listen to our podcast because we are sports experts? <laughs> we are all about the foosball. Well, now I know you're lying. Yes. Yeah, so uh, here, I'm, I'm going to say some things which may, be, uh, may offend some people. Oh, good heavens. It's not meant to be offensive. <laughs> you okay? said that it might. It just might. You've already thrown people off with the elf thing, so go all in, right? That's what I'm saying okay. here because... Okay. We're not big sports fans. No. If you're a big sports fan, more power to you. Mm-hmm. We've got our things that we're big fans of that you could, you don't really care for. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Sure. That's what makes Absolutely. the world interesting. So take this with a grain of salt because we don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we may watch two-ish football games a year, college football games. Meaning not complete. When you say ish, that's what you mean. Yeah. Maybe three if we're going ish. Oh, boy. With that. Because uh, we we almost watched high. the complete one. Almost. We didn't watch like the last 45 seconds because we knew who was going to win. Right. We'll watch, I'll watch a handful of college basketball games, yep. but not enough to really know what's going on. And it does, <laughs> you know, with the whole season and, sure. and keep up. So I got interested the other day because football, college football season is basically over mm-hmm. and we're going into bowl season. Yes. And I, so I like, what are all these football bowls? Ah. And, and what's the point of them? Yep. I don't know the point of them. Okay. Uh, it used to be when I was growing up, there was a handful. Yeah. And I many. don't, I mean, there's like the sugar bowl, the rose bowl. The cotton bowl? The cotton bowl and the, and the orange, orange bowl. bowl. Yeah. Those are the only four that I remember. Mm-hmm. Now, there were probably some others and some lesser known ones. And out of those, somebody was the national champion. Yeah. Which always confused me too yeah. about how you got into that and 
We're not here to debate the college football playoff system. <laughs> Do you know how college football works? <laughs> I know a little bit about how college football works, but it's just kind of weird how the, all that system works. So I got interested, and I just Googled college bowl games or football bowl games or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't mean to say what search engine I use because that's not my favorite because <laughs> I'm not a fan of that company. Uh-huh. I know they're probably going to censor us and our podcast will mysteriously disappear. Uh, but so I wrote down some of the more interesting ones I saw, and some okay. of these changed names pretty regularly. Oh, which uh, is also interesting because, as far as I knew, this was a current list, and they had some of the names wrong. Oh, <laughs> so uh, let me just throw some out, and you tell me what you think they okay. are. And I didn't write down a lot of notes okay. related to these. The Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I assume it takes place in the Bahamas. Ooh, Sign so me up. you have to go. Uh, there's the Cure Bowl. <laughs> what are they wanting to cure? Breast, or is it the... It's about breast cancer. Oh, I was going to guess if it was the band, the Cure. The Cure. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Smith maybe t- yeah. does the coin toss. Or the halftime show. <laughs> it's always the Cure. <laughs> yeah, because That's when great. I saw that it's a Cure Bowl, I'm thinking like cured meats. Oh, I wasn't even we thinking about totally the band directions. with that. So once I looked it up and it's something about... <laughs> Raising awareness for feel, breast cancer research. Like we shouldn't laugh, but that's super I did funny. feel a little bit bad, but I didn't look enough to see what it was called before. And who sponsors that? Johnson and Johnson? Uh, I don't really know. Okay, I didn't because really you know look. somebody has to sponsor it. Yeah, there's uh, there's a bunch that are named after places. Okay, the Boca Raton Bowl, mm. New Mexico Bowl, <laughs> New Orleans Bowl, uh, Birmingham Bowl, uh, Music City Bowl, Arizona Bowl, Texas Bowl. Okay. <laughs> There's one. Which one did I skip? Where's here? the Texas Bowl? <laughs> uh, I assume it's in Texas. Well, there, that's a big place. Yeah. There, which one did I skip? That was a place because I thought it was funny. You're going to need to fill some time because I can't see <laughs> on here. All right. So there are those. Here's some others. Okay. Um, the Lending Tree Bowl. Okay. That's a company. Yeah, it's a mortgage company. Okay. But, so basically, anybody can sponsor a bowl. I can, okay. There was <gasps> one that the I front found. Porch sessions bowl. Yes, but you have to have a lot of money. Oh, not us. With that, because there was one that for a couple of years it was sponsored by Belk, not a sponsor <laughs> of the Front Porch Sessions Too podcast, bad. but I'd gladly accept them. It's a department store. Right. Uh, so there were a couple of years it was the Belk Bowl. I'm not sure what Belk knows about football. And it was some other weird things they before that. They sell like college football shirts. They do. They do. Uh, there's the Hawaii Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's the one I skipped. And I didn't write down the teams that were in it, but one of them was Hawaii. <laughs> so is Hawaii hosting their own bowl game so they get to play an extra game? Well, and, and people come? Think about how expensive it is to have Hawaii on your, um, your schedule. And so maybe they have to, like, look, if, if it's here, then you have to come play us. That's the way it works. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. There's the there was it's no longer this, but the Miami Beach Bowl. Ooh. Okay, so here's the here's what I'm thinking when I say Miami Beach Bowl, that the football game takes place on the beach <gasps> in the sand. Ooh. So let's make it you know interesting, yeah. challenging. That is now no that is now officially the uh, according to the internet. So the <laughs> first thing had the wrong name, and I had to look it up. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Oh my goodness! I like the uh, uh, Miami Beach Bowl. There's the bowl Gasparilla better. Bowl, the Camellia Bowl. Here's the Quick Lane Bowl. <laughs> the Quick Lane Bowl was formerly the Little Caesars Bowl. Oh my! Pizza, pizza. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
Quick Lane. What did you think? What do you think of when you hear Quick Lane Bowl? Isn't that like an oil changing spot? Like, um, do they do that? Like, I know what you're like what you're thinking kind of. Um, you know, when I first heard it, I thought bowling. Oh, but it is sponsored by the Ford Motor Company. Interesting. And I think Quick Lane <gasps> is like their parts oh, line, or yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. with that. Okay. And I know what you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, with oil change idea, but I don't. I don't know the name. Okay. No, that here's another one that confused me. Okay. There's the Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> okay. And the internet said that was Missouri and Army. And there's also the Military Bowl. Okay. And the internet said that was Boston College in East Carolina. Wait, so what's what? the difference between the Armed Forces Bowl and the Military Bowl? Who's and there? shouldn't it be both military Agreed. teams or I don't something? Know. Um, the Holiday Bowl. Okay. Oh, there were several labeled just as bowls. That's all it said, bowls. So I guess they lost the sponsor and nobody's jumped up to sponsor oh. it with that. I smell an opportunity. The Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm not lying. Now, here's one that actually makes sense. Okay. This next one makes sense. The Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> now, I normally, if we have Cheez-Its, I normally eat them straight out of the box. Yes. But on occasion, when I'm fancy like that, I'll put them in a bowl. <laughs> So the Cheez-It Bowl makes sense. Okay. Uh, that one's operated by the Florida Citrus Sports, a nonprofit group which also organi- organizes the Citrus Bowl and the Florida Classic. It's not organized by the Cheez-Its? Um, apparently not. <laughs> they, they just kick in some money. Which there is also the Orange Bowl, okay. which is the second oldest bowl game. Okay. And there's the VRBO Citrus Bowl. <laughs> which is the seventh oldest collegiate bowl game in the country, which began as the Tangerine Bowl in 1947. Wow. So we have the Orange Bowl and the Citrus Bowl, formerly uh, known as the Tangerine Bowl. <laughs> Aren't those all all citrus? I, I think so. So was Orange and Tangerine too confusing for people? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Yeah. There is the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. Oh, or Duke's Mayo Bowl. my. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. That, that, wow. Normally I get my mayo straight from the jar. Yes, but. Now we have been to some catered events where Mm -hmm. they will have a bowl of like mayonnaise and mustard for you to put on the little sandwiches (laughs) if you don't like it. You don't have to put it on there, but yeah, Duke's Mayo Bowl. I had never heard of Duke's before several years ago. Really? Yes. I don't guess I'd ever paid that close of attention. Okay. And now it's kind of a big deal. It's like, Yeah. About like if you're you can't be true southerner if you don't use X brand of things, including Dukes, and, and, then, and others will say that about Hellman's. Agreed, and that's kind of like part people of, get mad and yes, they fist do. fight over this. <laughs> I don't know about that. They part, do. But you might be right. I am, but also like our Food Network shows, they'll sometimes like differentiate what brand to use, and that just really kind of cracks me up. Right, there are some recipes I look at, and it'll say use a good quality mayonnaise preferably (laughs) and anytime i see that i question is that really what you use and what you like to use or are you being paid to say that you know what we could be paid to say a lot of things we really could (laughs) uh there's also the the fiesta bowl okay i've heard of that one what have you heard of that or have you heard of the fiesta line of dishes no yeah i've heard of the fiesta bowl they they are kind of nice and colorful and yeah. they have bowls so technically it's a fiesta bowl i'm thinking it's somewhere out west okay i didn't write it down i can look it up Keep so going. no i'm i'm basically done oh okay there's the outback bowl i've heard of that yeah so i think if you win that you're you get a blooming onion not a trophy oh uh the teams that go to these things though there's it's like million dollar 
business here for these bowl games. Oh, I believe it. You know, again, they just keep coming out of the woodwork. (laughs) This is what I can tell. Oh, did you look up whatever you were looking up? Yeah, Fiesta Bowl is in Arizona, so yeah. Okay, but there's also the Arizona Bowl. What? Yes. Well. So what's up with that? I don't know. That's insane. There's one that had the Texas Bowl, and it listed LSU and Kansas State. Shouldn't somebody from Texas be playing in the Texas Bowl? Agreed. Maybe they're all too good to play in the Texas Bowl. Maybe they all, like, bowled out to somewhere else. Okay, maybe. I don't know. The Boca Raton Bowl, I think you know that should include some shuffleboard. Oh, boy. With that. Mm-hmm. This is what I can tell you about all these bowl games okay. and the remainder of the college football postseason. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some winners, and there are going to be some losers. There's uh-huh. going to be some people that are happy. There are going to be people that are upset. And there are going to be a number of family-slash-friends that get in fistfights over these bowl games. I can guarantee it. Yep. Yep. That's Uh, a shame. Yes, it is. Yes. So that's my extent of football bowl knowledge. (laughs) Will you watch any of them? Probably not. Oh, okay. Um, Probably not. Okay. There's a chance I might watch some of the uh, Alabama games, but if I don't get around to it, I don't get around to it. Do we know yet what? uh, I didn't look that far into it. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. That's... uh, Maybe we'll impact what we watch or don't. Maybe, but maybe not. I don't really know. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Well, I had I actually came with some notes this time. What? Well, when I say notes, I printed off something from the internet mm-hmm. that I hadn't read. Oh. <laughs> but we need to skip that. We're gonna have to save that for next time. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting story that oh, I have. That's too bad. It is, but we are running a little short on time. Oh, okay. Because we have other things to do. Okay. Did you look up whatever you were looking up so you can tell us what you looked up? Yes. And okay. it's one that you named. It's the they're going to the cotton bowl. The cotton bowl. Which by the way is now the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl. <laughs> and do you know their plan? Goodyear? No. I assume Michigan. Alabama. Ha ha ha. Oh uh, I have no idea. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Should I have known that? I doubt it. Okay. I just didn't know if you might guess because the one that we watched almost all of really was going to define who was going to go into what bowls, especially Alabama. And so I didn't know if like you had paid attention to one through four or anything like that. So No, I can't even tell you who one through four is. Oh, (laughs) well, our kids probably could. And again, it's one of those really weird things that they... Well, especially Callie. She keeps up with it. So, But again, it's really just so she can be sassy to those that make some snide comment about right. Alabama. So. <laughs> right. Well, the, the reason we are axing the, the other story, and we'll come back to that maybe on the next episode of the Front Porch Sessions podcast, is it is time once again for the 12 Days of Front Porchmas. Yay! I'm glad you did that. I don't have to insert any cheering oh. or Christmas music or something. And that was something. planned. I know. Look at me. I know. So Pulling my do you, weight. <laughs> do you want to explain what the 12 Days of Front Porchmas is? Can we call it a tradition okay. at this point? It's it's not the first annual, so yes. <laughs> okay. It's the second annual. We started this last year. Yes, we did. And we are, our plan is to follow the 12 Days of Christmas and basically talk about something specific. I'm not going to get into that. I'll let you fin- fill in those blanks. Okay. But something that sort of uh, really kind of defines Christmas season for us. Last year, we did the 12 days of Christmas as far as the song goes, and we basically went through the history of it and uh, had a good time. We did. 
We did. And uh, the 12 days of Front Portsmouth last year, being able to do the 12 days of Christmas made it very easy. Yes. Because each day we just took one of the items mm-hmm. and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And it, we had fun. It was shorter episodes. And when it re- fell into a regular podcast, we just included it yeah. in there. So here, the 12 days of Front Portsmouth actually starts on this release day. Yeah. So here's one thing I do want to say before we get going. We know, and you may not know, but you will now when we get done saying this, <laughs> that the 12 days of Christmas actually starts on December 25th. Yes. And goes through January 6th. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, Christmas Day is when you get your first gift. And on December, on January 6th, you're getting 12. Okay. So the 12 days of Christmas. Yes. But we're doing it before and the last day or the 12th day of Christmas is on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we did that, just to make it much easier. Because to me, you know, once we get into January, yeah. the new year, Christmas is over. Well, and we take down our tree January 1. <laughs> we might do it on the 2nd. But yeah, we get it down pretty, most of the time pretty quick. There have yeah. been times it stayed up an extra yeah. week just because of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So we have struggled with what to talk about this year. We don't want to repeat. No, we can't do the 12 Days of Christmas song again. Uh, So this year, we're just going to talk about a number. We're actually Mm -hmm. 12-ish. Some days, there are going to be some that overlap. Oh, I see. And some days we may get into, oh, this reminds me of type thing. Okay. So we're just basically going to talk about Christmas traditions. I love it. For 12 days. Did I sound surprised enough? Um, Not really, probably. No. So I think one of the first things that we should talk about here on the 12 Days of Front Porchmas is you actually had a question about this with this or that. Mm-hmm. Real or fake tree? Yeah. So Christmas trees. Yeah. Where did this idea of Christmas trees start? Now, what I said I will talk about in a little bit because I knew we would be getting to this. Here's the thing, and I've already mentioned Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what I think about the idea of going out and cutting down a tree and yeah. bringing it into my house. Yes. And, you know, the mess that comes <laughs> along with that, the sap. What if there's still a squirrel in there or some other <laughs> woodland creature that, that jumps out and attacks us? Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't know that I can do it. Do that. Okay. And what if your tree ends up like, oh, yeah, this is great. But when you get it set in the base, it's too tall. Oh. What do you do then? Do you just cut off the top of it? Do you bring the chainsaw inside and trim it down? So what do you do? Everything what you do know you about real trees comes from Christmas Vacation? Um, no, and other assorted TV shows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, I know people that have had real trees. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I don't mean it like that. Yeah. I mean, they smell nice. Yes. But I can get some potpourri or something and squirt on my tree. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So this is what I know so far about Christmas trees. It dates back to Germany in the Middle Ages. Okay. With German and other European settlers popularizing Christmas trees in America by the early 19th century. Okay. So long before the advent of Christianity, plants and trees that remain green all year had special meaning for the people in the winter, mm. just as people today decorate their homes during the festive season with pine, spruce, and fir trees. Ancient peoples hung evergreen bows over their doors and windows. Mm. That's not bows. That's boughs, right? Boughs. Oh. Like boughs of holly. Well, I can't see what you're looking at, yeah, so I'm going to so assume. I don't know. 
why why do why do we make our language so difficult <laughs> with that? It wasn't yeah. Can you imagine being someone who has to learn our language and they're looking at this going, wait, what? Yes, because sometimes that's owls, bowels, bows, <laughs> there's uh uffs, you know, tea, we'd say tough. Oh. So yeah. So ancient people hung evergreen vowels over their door. That's, I don't, I mean, if you're not saying vowels of holly, I don't yeah. know what that means. Yeah. Uh, over their doors and windows. In many countries, it was believed that evergreens would keep away witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and illness. Mm. So we do need to go get some evergreens. Okay. So it can be wreaths because I don't want to bring in a tree because we need to keep away witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and illness. Can we not tell our daughter that's what we're doing? <laughs> that that's why we're getting to keep yes. away witches. Yes, I think I think she would concentrate on that. <laughs> oh, rather than hearing the sickness, you know. Right. No, I get you. Yeah. Germany is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we now know it, mm -hmm. uh, when people started to bring trees into their homes, decorated trees into their home. What do you think the first person like? Hey, I'm going to decorate this tree and stick it in my. Now, did they have living rooms in the 16th century? They would in have had parlor. like a common room. I'm going to stick this in the parlor, oh, the sitting boy. room. Aren't you fancy? Or the common room. I just imagine it was some sort of artist. It's like, you know what this needs? Some color. Okay. You know, somebody but got really creative. This uh, this thing from the History Channel website says, some built Christmas pyramids of wood and decorated them with evergreens and candles if wood was scarce. Mm. The candle part always freaks me out whenever I read something about those earliest Christmas trees or see it in some sort of movie or something. And I think, who thought that was a good idea? Well, it's a widely held belief that Martin Luther, the 16th century Protestant reformer, first added lighted candles to a tree. <laughs> did you know that? I did am, not. Am I giving you a history lesson here today? Well, what's kind of cracking me up is uh, towards the end of his life, he did struggle with some... Um, Issues? Yes. Okay. Mental issues. And so I'm kind of wondering if that was like, you know what would be cool? Let's let's add candles here. Well, this thing says, uh, walking toward his home one winter evening, composing a sermon, he was awed by the brilliance of stars twinkling amidst evergreens. Mm. So I could see that. Yeah, you're outside absolutely. and you're like, oh, this is, is beautiful. Yes. And that's basically where I would stop. <laughs> I wouldn't think about this, but to recapture the scene for his family, uh -huh. he erected a tree in the main room uh -huh. and wired its branches with lighted candles. Wired? That's what it says. Wired? I assume he that's how he connected the candles to it. He wired them oh, to the tree. <laughs> you know, I think I would just try to think of words to explain mm -hmm. what I saw to yes. you instead of, ooh, let me recreate this. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to bring in some stuff. I'm going to mm -hmm. light it on fire. Mm -hmm. And I love fire. Yes, you do. I love fire and burning things. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to bring that inside my house to mm -hmm. recreate, you know, what yeah. happens. Yeah. Hmm. Most 19th century Americans found Christmas trees an oddity. <laughs> I imagine they did. <laughs> First record, record of uh, one being on display was in the 1830s by German settlers in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, it had been a tradition in many German homes prior to that. Um, but it looks like they had community trees in Pennsylvania. The German uh, settlements did as early as 1747. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, as late as 1840s, Christmas trees were seen as pagan symbols and not accepted by most Americans. Yeah, well. Uh, so it appears that America was late in adopting uh, Christmas trees. 
Well, like that. We, we oftentimes want to take the approach that we've got it all figured out. And so when we see something that's odd, especially from a different cultural group, our thought is, oh, no, they're wrong. And so it makes sense to me that there would have been a little bit of hesitancy to jump on board with that. Okay. And let's uh, jump ahead a little bit in time. By the 1890s, Christmas ornaments were arriving for Ger- from Germany, oh. and Christmas tree popularity was on the rise around the United States. It was noted that Europeans used small trees about four feet in height, while Americans liked their Christmas trees to reach from floor to ceiling. <laughs> Bigger there is, and better. <laughs> yes, there is nothing about that statement which surprises me. Absolutely. Absolutely. What year did you say it was in common use? Uh, by the in common use, the Christmas tree or what I just... In the U.S., what um, you just said. I thought you said common use in the U.S. By the by, by the 1890s, Christmas okay. or, ornaments were arriving. So by 1890s, Christmas tree popularity on the rise in well, the U.S. And we're also talking about a timeline where we are uh, deeply entrenched in uh, the Gilded Age, where everything was bigger, better, flashier, shinier. So yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. That, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, too. You bring in a bigger tree, it's going to make a bigger mess. That means that's more stuff you have to clean up. <laughs> uh, early 20th century saw Americans decorating their trees mainly with homemade ornaments, huh. while the German-American sect uh, continued to use apples, nuts, and marzipan cookies. I've never had a marzipan cookie. I don't. That may be another story for another day. I have but, not either. Oh. I don't really have any interest. But if we need to for the podcast, I we will do it. We could try it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, popcorn joined in after being dyed mm. bright colors and interlaced oh. with berries and nuts. Yeah. So that may make sense because I remember in elementary school, mm-hmm. you would do these yeah. popcorn stringers to put on the tree. Not microwave popcorn. <laughs> no, but to put on the, the classroom Christmas yes. tree. Yes. And I always thought that was just because it was something to occupy our time. Oh. And it was relatively cheap and easy. Yeah. But there may be some historical significance. Yeah. Now, we never dyed them bright colors. No, I don't think I've seen or that before. Or put berries or nuts in there. Do you know I've wanted to, for years, make uh, essentially what you're describing out of cranberries? Because I've thought they would smell so good. And I've just never gone through the trouble of looking up, how do I do that? Is it going to be more like rotting? I gotta say, what? Fruit? It, how long does it take for it to start rotting? I don't know. So I've never looked into it, but I love and then cranberries. You have fruit flies all over the house. Exactly, and and that just is not that does not sound like a good time. But anyway, that's I love I love cranberries. So I feel like I would enjoy it for like a day. <laughs> Electricity brought about Christmas lights, which mm-hmm. made it possible for Here Christmas trees to glow for days on end. I still, that idea of putting a lit candle yeah, in a Christmas tree yeah, scares me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder how many home fires there were <laughs> with that. Uh, so with the electricity and Christmas lights, you start seeing Christmas trees showing up in town squares across mm-hmm. the country. Uh, and having a Christmas tree in the home became an American tradition. Mm. And we run into things like the Rockefeller Christmas tree mm. Uh, don't they do a big lighting on TV yes. for that? I've never watched it, so I don't know. Um, so I think that's the basic information that I have just from this one uh, website. And then it goes into Christmas trees in other countries if you want anything. How about our neighbors to the north? German settlers migrated to Canada from the United States in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And they brought with them many of the things associated with Christmas that we cherish today. Mm-hmm. Advent calendars, gingerbread houses, cookies, and... Christmas trees. There we go. 
uh, when Queen Victoria's German husband, Prince Albert, put up a Christmas tree at Windsor Castle in 1848. The Christmas tree became a tradition throughout England, the United States, and Canada. Interesting. Yes. Good old Prince Albert. Yes. Prince Albert in Can. <laughs> Is that the same Prince Albert? I assume so. I bet I don't know the whole... I know what you're making reference to, but I don't know it as far as like identifying his historic roots. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Christmas trees are imported in Greenland as no trees live this far north. Okay. They're decorated with candles oh, and bright ornaments. How expensive are those? And do they go fake uh, or... <laughs> I, well, I'm assuming it... I don't know. It doesn't say here, but I'm assuming if they're important, they're talking about real trees. Yeah. Um, mm. Although Christmas falls during the summer in Brazil, sometimes pine trees are decorated with little pieces of cotton that represent falling snow. Interesting. I bet that would be kind of pretty. Not like cotton balls, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I assume it's just like fresh cotton. Yeah. You go out and pick it with that. Uh, in, most people buy Christmas trees well before Christmas Eve in Sweden. But it's not common to take the tree inside and decorate it until just a few days before Christmas. Okay. I feel like that's what's illustrated in some older movies and books that you do it like it's a Christmas Eve tradition. Or yeah, I've like never that. understood that. I yeah. guess that makes sense if you're looking at things progress because you see a lot of TV shows or movies, particularly older ones, mm -hmm. that they go get a tree on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, that's too late. <laughs> You can't really enjoy it. <laughs> well, no, you can enjoy it. And also, you get there, you're not going to have a good choice of pickings. But think about it. Could that be why the 12 Days of Christmas actually runs after? Because you're you're putting it, it up and you really kind of celebrate into the new year. Could be. Because, yeah, we watch some of these uh, TV shows and movies and they have these parties on Christmas Eve and people come over to help cr decorate mm -hmm. the tree. And I always just assumed that was for entertainment value on these shows and it never made any sense i thought man that's stupid but maybe it's not <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, it's not. not with that you know we have people putting up their christmas tree in october <laughs> now because they want to be able to no judgment enjoy that oh no Blair. no i'm not no i'm not judging anybody if that sparks joy for you there we go you put it up whenever you want if you want to leave it up all year round the only thing i ask is that you change out the decorations oh so, you know, you need to put some hearts on it come February <laughs> for Valentine's Day. You need to put some shamrocks and leprechauns on it in March for St. Patrick's Day. Keep going. I don't really know what's in <laughs> April that would do that. Some maybe Earth Easter. Day. Easter fluctuates. I know. That's amazing. So, yeah, depending on when Easter falls, okay. March or April, you may have yeah. to put up little bunnies and, you know, things of that yep. nature. Um, you need to put some extra sticks and things on there mm -hmm. for Earth Day. <laughs> no, you can make it work. Do you know who could really rock this? This idea who? of decorating a Christmas tree year-round? Our neighbor? No. The no. no. My yeah. mom. Your mom? Lulu could totally do this. Oh, yeah. She she does decorate for the different holidays. She so she could does. just put those things on her tree. Yep. And it would be fine. Yep. With that. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we need? I think that's really all I've got right now. That's, okay. That's in important. Here's one. Wait a minute. Where was this? <laughs> I know people. This is like still in our Germany section here. Uh, modern Tannenbaum mm -hmm. Christmas trees mm -hmm. are traditionally decorated in secret 
with lights, tinsel, and ornaments by parents, and then lit and revealed on Christmas Eve with cookies, nuts, and gifts under its branches. Ah, that part of tradition varying from culture to culture is very intriguing to me. The whole Santa Claus aspect of it, when you celebrate it, how you celebrate it, those those odd little nuances are really intriguing to me because we look at it as this is the way everybody does Christmas. But when you really dive in, you know, nope, we all do it a little different we or do. a lot different. Yeah. And the thing that struck me there is that it's decorated in secret mm. by the parents and then they reveal it. You know, it's that would version make, of Elf on the shelf. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, that would make it a lot easier to get decorated. And True. you probably would, it'd be quicker mm-hmm. and you would have better spacing of ornaments Yes, instead of them and all being did about I fix that real, real little. Yes. Week. And our kids are tall enough now yes. that they don't have to stick them all in one My place. My thought is they probably actually are not enjoying it as much as we are assuming they are. You want them to enjoy the tradition. You know what? At this point, I would just rather them say, this is not my bag and just let me do it because um, I let it sit that way for about two weeks before I was like, all right, enough. But at least one of them was asking about a week yes. before yes. if we were going to do it like yes. we normally do because they wanted to help. Yes. With that. Uh, Christmas is a summer holiday in South Africa. There we go. Although Christmas trees are not common, windows are often draped with sparkling cotton wool and tinsel. Oh. Uh, in the Philippines. Okay. A little bit of family history there. Mm-hmm. So where your mom spent some of her time. <laughs> I almost said your mom was born in the Philippine, <laughs> Philippines, but she wasn't. She no. moved there when in she was school. young. In high school. Yeah. Okay. I'm all confused, but anyway. It was just for a couple of years. Oh, okay. My grandfather was Air Force in right. case you're trying to follow this. No, I knew that. I'm not talking to you. Oh, you're talking to the people, the Portuguese, people <laughs> you know, that don't people know your were, history. People who actually are listening to the podcast. That yes, we're I'm not for. listening. <laughs> I'm not listening to anything you say. But go ahead with your Philippines and then I'll I was just going to say, my grandfather was stationed there at Clark Air Force Base for just a couple of years. And so uh, a couple of her high school years, she was there. So there we go. All right. Fresh pine trees are too expensive for many uh, Filipinos. Sure. So handmade trees in an Aww. array of colors and sizes are often used. Mm. Star lanterns or parole appear everywhere in December, mm. made from bamboo sticks covered with brightly colored rice paper or cellophane, usually feature a tassel on each point. Mm. There are, there's usually one in every window, each representing the star of Bethlehem. I love it. Uh, and there's a small percentage of people in China that celebrate Christmas, and most of them use artificial trees. Okay. Decorated with spangles and paper chains, flowers, and lanterns. What are spangles? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't say in this article. (laughs) Uh, Christmas trees are called trees of light. Oh, that's special. Um, In Japan, for those uh, who celebrate, the trees are decorated with small toys, dolls, paper ornaments, gold paper fans and lanterns, and wind chimes. Hmm. Miniature candles are also put among the tree branches. (laughs) Like grill candles? Yes, oh that's boy. what I'm assuming. Um, oh, boy. oh, origami. One of the most popular ornaments is the original origami swan. Oh. Japanese children have exchanged thousands of folded paper birds of peace with Aww. young people all over the world as a pledge that war must never happen again. A swan, though? That's what it says. Uh, boy, that's a throwback to last Christmas talking about the swan. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And those are available if you want to hear the original yep. 12 Days of Front Porchmas. You can go back in time and listen to those. That year was 2020, so, in case you've already lost track of where we, <laughs> we are. We don't know what year it is anymore. <laughs> uh, so here's just a few facts before we move on and leave this uh, day one of Front Porchmas. Christmas trees have been sold commercially in the United States since about 1850. 
1979, the National Christmas tree was not lighted except for the top ornament. This was done in honor of the American hostages in Iran. Oh, I did not know that. I mean, I was only like four at the time. Uh, <laughs> Meaning but you shouldn't have known it from no, personal experience. No, I shouldn't have known okay. that, but uh, that is very interesting. Is. I've never heard about that. No, in I had neither. And I live with a history teacher. Because <laughs> I didn't know. Or history professor. You're not, a, I'm, I don't know. Um, between 1887 and 1933, a fishing schooner called the Christmas Ship would tie up in the Clark Street Bridge and sell spruce trees from Michigan to Chicago. How do you say this? Is Chicago- Chicagoans. Chicagoans. I almost got in major trouble. Words are hard, folks. I have never seen that word in my life. I've heard it a couple of times and things, and every time I hear it, I'm like, that is a weird one. They just made it up. They just made it up. Well, you got to say it almost with a little bit of an accent, too, Chicagoans. The tallest living Christmas tree is believed to be the 122-foot, 91-year-old Douglas fir in the town of Woodenville, Washington. Oh. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree tradition began in, do you know what year it began in? No. 1933. Okay. Oh, boy. 1933. Franklin Pierce, the 14th president, brought the Christmas tradition or the Christmas tree tradition to the White House. In 1923, President Calvin Coolidge started the National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony, now held every year on the White House lawn. I would like to see that. I, it, I don't they, imagine what. We'll they show ever... it on TV every year. No, I want to see it in person. You want to see it in person? Yeah. It probably won't be as magical as I think it will be. Oh, yeah. So. You're probably right. Yeah. Since 1966, the National Christmas Tree Association has given a Christmas tree to the president and first family. Oh. Okay, I know. I, I don't know in 1966 what the president got ma- or got paid, but I know now because mm-hmm. it's very easy and it's also public record. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just a gesture of goodwill. Mm-hmm. But the president and the first family can afford their own Christmas tree. <laughs> Don't you think? I would think. I also think they've got a, enough storage space. They probably could get a couple of fake ones and just hold on to them. I know. That would save taxpayers money. There we go. I what mean, you, people are giving it free. So F- Fixing problems, solving yeah. problems. Yeah. Most Christmas trees are cut weeks before they get to the retail outlet. Ooh. Uh, let's see what else. Christmas trees generally take six to eight years to mature. Oh. Christmas trees are grown in all 50 states. Interesting. I love that this uh, fact here also continues to say, including Hawaii and Alaska, (laughs) as if I didn't know what all 50 states were. 98% of all Christmas trees are grown on farms. Okay. More than 1 million acres of land have been planted with Christmas trees. A million. On average, over 2,000 Christmas trees are planted per acre. Okay. Wow. You should never. Hey, if listen, folks. If you have not listened to anything else I've had to say today, and there's a lot of it that you probably should not have listened to, (laughs) you need to listen to this. Okay, tell us. Because I may save your life. Oh, boy. If you are a real Christmas tree person, you should never burn your Christmas tree in the fireplace. (laughs) You should never burn your Christmas tree in the fireplace. It can contribute to creosote buildup. I forget that that's still... And you don't want that smell... It's if, something that people don't know or forget don't the fact obey. that it could kill you. Yeah, the smell alone it will yeah. get stuck in your nose and in your clothes. Remember when I, when I was a long time ago, had to deal with some of that night burning Christmas tree. But <laughs> wow, that was the creosote thing was a nightmare. Mm. <laughs> Other types of trees, such as the cherry and hawthorns, were used as Christmas trees in the past. Okay. Thomas Edison's assistants came up with the idea of of electric lights for Christmas trees. Good for them. 
Yes. The nineteen sixty three in nineteen sixty three, excuse me, the National Christmas tree was not lit until December twenty second because of a national thirty day period of mourning following the assassination of President Kennedy. Yeah. We did some really interesting things in that regard. And when they coincide with I'm gonna say national holidays because that certainly felt like a national holiday and how we celebrated it, that that does put those weird little like but but Christmas is coming. What do we do? <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt banned the Christmas tree from the White House for environmental reasons. <laughs> he is the ultimate juxtaposition in my regard, in my mind, as far as the whole environmentalism, because he's also one of this, these big game hunters. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. In the in the first week, if you use a live Christmas tree, in the first week, a tree in your home will consume as much as a quart of water per day. Oh, I I didn't know it was that much. I knew it was more than we probably would have guessed. Well, this is coming from History.com, the History Channel. So I'm going to assume that they have fact checkers and they're I, not just putting out information. I think they do. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom of their screens, they've got something that talks about we aim for truth and, and journalism. So let us know if there's something that is not right. Tinsel was once banned by the government. Why? Tinsel contained lead at one oh, time. well, there you go. <laughs> now it's made of plastic. There we go. So those are all my fun facts about Christmas trees and Yay. the tradition of Christmas trees. I liked it. So, well, there you go. So we'll do traditions this year as our 12 days of front porchmas. Or yes. like just Christmas things. Yeah, we could go easy and say it's Christmas themed. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are going to try to focus on some Christmas traditions. Now, some of these two may be like well-known traditions. Uh -huh. Some of them may just be our traditions. Okay, I'm down. Uh, so if somebody out there is listening and has a suggestion that you want us to try to, we can't make any promises yeah, yeah. because of the time frame of how we have to get these things recorded mm -hmm. and posted and we still have real jobs because <laughs> like nobody wants to really sponsor us Come that on, we can man. just quit our our jobs and be full-time podcasters. Sometimes I think that would be the life. You know, if we were full-time podcasters and we had sponsors that we, we could make a living off yeah. of it and pay our bills and everything that we needed to do, yeah. the show would probably stay the same in quality. <laughs> Or it may get a little bit better because then you little. would have time to throw in some extra effort to it. <laughs> you think. I, you would think. <laughs> you would think. Not that I'm calling you out. Uh-huh. That's fine. But we know how it works. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. So uh, come back tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll have something else about a, it'll be day two. Yeah. The second day of Front Porchmas. And I don't know what we're talking about yet. You will. We will. So uh, before we leave this particular episode, you thought you were going to get away with it, but you're not. <laughs> it's your dreaded question. What's new with you? Uh, I have gone to bifocal lenses and <laughs> okay, age is terrible and I am not adjusting very well to these. It's not so much that I'm, I've heard of people that it makes them sick to go to that, make okay. that shift. Now, can I stop you real quick? Yeah. So I think you need to clarify. Oh, boy. You went to bifocal contacts. Yes. Did you get bifocal glasses yet? Not yet. I'm supposed to take them down there to see if they can they, alter them somehow? Okay. So I don't know. You're talking about bifocals. It's your contacts that are bifocals. Yes. Man, technology is amazing. I know. I know. But what we're finding is it wasn't like what the first full day I wore them. We went to a basketball game and I told you like, <laughs> I can't see face. <laughs> You like just saw shapes, yes. of movement out yes. there. Yes, and thankfully for the most part, like I knew enough of where oh, Coach already always sits there, like things like that. That's but it's just not 
crisp and clear anymore. And I had somebody tell me recently, like, unfortunately, that might be age. That's not something that a contact is going to be able to do. Okay. I, I don't know that I 100% believe that just yet. Not to say they were lying to me, but I'm not right. far enough down this eyesight journey to throw in the towel and just say, well, never mind. So, but they also may be able to change your prescription yes. or I'm make some adjustments. So. I think so. I hope so. With the the new eye doctor that yeah. you have. Yeah, so if you you've got some, some ideas for me, maybe I'm not using the right language. Maybe I don't know what to ask for. <laughs> okay. I want to be able to see things crisp and clear Are the way I Are you a candidate for the LASIK? Will oh, that gosh. make it clear up? I have no idea. But I'm both nearsighted and farsighted now, which was not always the case. Okay. I'm going to have to actually look that up later to see what those actually <laughs> mean. But I hear those terms all the time. Sure. And... It always confuses me because yeah. I think it should mean one thing, but yes. I think it actually means the yeah, opposite. Yeah, I think it's the opposite, yeah. So yeah. anyway, you're, you're just having a tough go with your vision. Yeah. Is it safe for you to drive? Oh. <laughs> this is where I actually do wish we had some video going because you're that recognition moment. Yes, because I'm looking at you what right now. What about at night? I, yeah, I guess so. I've not had any uh, trouble. That's not a confident answer. I haven't I had any trouble. I really haven't. I guess so. Uh. Listen, I can still things. I see things. <laughs> you can still things. I, I know that, but stilling is wrong. <laughs> and we're talking about your eyesight. Yes, yes. I'm not having that kind of, I don't need that kind of crisp, sharp. I, a big thing that. <laughs> of course, you can see vague objects coming directly <laughs> at you. A big issue that I was telling you. If they don't move out of the way. You'll figure out it's a building when you run into it. I hear what you're saying. Okay. I'm a big issue that I was noticing before I went in to see my optometrist this year was that I am having issues with lighting. Like I need more light to see things than I used to. Um, not so much like I'm sitting in a room that's dark and I should turn on a lamp. But like, for instance, I've noticed in church, I have a hard time with my Bible most of the time because the lighting is not quite bright enough. Okay. And so in in the auditorium, I, I've gotten to where I'll use my phone because that's backlit. But I noticed- Oh, like in, pull it up on your phone. Yes. Sometimes you would use that as your light, your flashlight on it or yes. you get a magnifying yes. glass that yes. had a light on yes. it that yes. was super bright yes i was really kind of drawing attention to myself <laughs> yes, with were. that um but i noticed in classes uh I, in class in church that that lighting was better i'm wondering if it's just because the light bulbs were closer uh, if that makes any I sense th i think it's better lit mm -hmm. as far as the illumination goes. there we go there we go you so have the 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 lights and you also have some our natural light coming in but mm -hmm. just by design it is better lit yeah now we do know some people that we could probably ask why that's the case mm -hmm. of why the classrooms would be better lit than the auditorium area it doesn't matter it, it is what it is no no so so what's new with you what's new with me what's new with me well for a little bit over a year and a half now we have basically been having homemade pizza on mm -hmm. Sunday evenings. Mm -hmm. There's been a handful of Sundays that we have missed. Sometimes we've been out of town. Sometimes we've substituted something else, and the kids were okay with that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of become a tradition. Mm -hmm. And I'm big on traditions. I don't know why, but I've become bigger on them as I get older, mm -hmm. even though sometimes it's a hassle yeah. to, to get it made <laughs> it is, with yeah. that. And right, the way our schedule has worked out for the past couple of months, we've been recording on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, which sometimes makes it 
interesting to get pizza made. Yes. With that, because you have to make the dough. It's got to have time to rise, mm-hmm. and you have to have time to put everything together, and that takes a little bit of time. Yeah. And I've been wanting to try some different things. Yeah. And a couple of months ago, I did look up about what else you can do with pizza dough. Mm-hmm. And found a lot uh, that I was interested in trying. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there was even one morning I was able to look that up. Okay, we're going to do it. In my mind, I'm going to do this. By the time we get done recording and everything's situated, I don't want to do it. And I didn't have and or I didn't have the time to <laughs> yeah. do these specialty things. So uh, last Sunday, for the first time, I did do something different. Normally, yes. we do we do a variety of pizzas. When yes. we do a regular crust, we do thin crust. We do one cheap pan pizza. Mm-hmm. We make calzones. You know, all the basic type stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I like okay, I'm gonna try this with some of the things. So I made stromboli, mm-hmm. which I guess the best way to describe that, if you don't know what it is, is like a rolled Italian sandwich. It looks like a pinwheel to me. So with thicker. Hence the rolled part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we put, what did we put in ours? Ham, pepperoni, mm-hmm. cheese. I don't remember what kind of cheese it was. Provolone, Swiss. I don't know. I don't remember. And then you roll it up. You seal it real good. You have to put some slits in the top of it so the steam can escape. Mm-hmm. And I was a little worried because it, the color of it, Yeah. it didn't really color it's the way that light. I had hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was cooked, yes. cooked through, sliced the it up. Was, was a pretty golden brown. Yes, and I wanted the top to be that. Yes. Maybe I need to put an egg wash or something on oh. that to help with that. Sure. Uh, so sliced it up, noticed everything was cooked through, and the kids seemed to love it. Yeah. I think you liked it. I did too, and, yeah. And it was pretty good. It was yeah. you know, a little bit different Yeah. Uh, to mix it up. So I guess that's probably what's new with me. Okay. Stromboli. Stromboli. Yes, that was good. Mm. Good. It was good. I enjoy when your good thing is my good thing too. <laughs> it benefits us all. Yes. And then I made a soup for the first time this past week. Yes. We want to stick on food. And this was completely new. Yeah. And it's a, how do you say it? Zuppa Toscana. Zuppa Toscana, mm-hmm. which is an Italian, uh, it's kind of, it's basically a Italian sausage and potato soup. Yeah. It's my it's, favorite at Olive Garden. Okay. And so we're sitting at the table and, and you bring it. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. And then when I tasted it, I said, you know what this tastes like? Because you didn't tell me. I did not tell you, no. I was like, this tastes like Zuppa Toscana without the kale in it. And you're like, well, that's because. <laughs> because it is. And it didn't have kale because. Tell we, us why. We don't keep kale on hand. And, I've never bought kale. And, and okay, is so. there a reason you wouldn't go buy kale? I don't know how I would explain it to people that saw me <laughs> buying kale. You know, I, I just don't know how. Well, I, how did that get in there? <laughs> you know, uh, we had all the other ingredients. Yes. Which people are like, what? Because that seems weird. You know, we had Italian sausage because yeah. we thought we were going to put it on a pizza yeah. over the weekend. Well, yeah. we didn't use it for that. Yeah. Potatoes. We probably always have potatoes yeah, most much. of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only thing that was lacking was the kale. Yeah. And I wasn't going to make a special trip to the store just to get kale to throw into this. We'd have to get you a man bun just to go buy kale. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and nothing wrong with I mean, we've been given kale yes. before, and you turn it into some kale chips, and, yeah. and you eat like a thousand of them. And you're still not full. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, we and knew I, Cooper would have picked around it anyway, even right. though it does not have any flavor. Like right. there's nothing it necessarily adds. And until I started looking... At recipes, I didn't know it was kale in there. I thought it was spinach. Oh, okay. Which I would have been a little okay, more okay with. With but, spinach in there? Yeah. Okay. 
But I guess since it doesn't really have any flavor, yeah, no. the kale makes more sense because spinach does have a little bit of flavor. Yes, I was going to say, I can't imagine that. But it's my favorite. Whenever we go to Olive Garden, I get that and the uh, endless breadsticks and salad. And I am happy, happy, happy. Yeah, yeah. that was a good time. Yeah, yeah you did great. So, well, thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And the kids actually ate it. And I don't know. What do you think? Will you make it again? Yes. Okay. I will. It, it was very simple. Yeah. Uh, the longest part was browning all the meat oh, and cooking the bacon. Yeah. Oh, you got that. Uh, and the rest of it came together pretty simply. Wait a minute. There was bacon in it? There was bacon in I it. I don't... Yes, I did catch that. I forgot. But is it in the Olive Garden version? And I've never noticed. I don't know. The Actually, the recipe I based it upon said it was a copycat okay. of there. So I'm assuming it does. Okay. And mine it was, was a copycat of a copycat because I didn't put in all the stuff. <laughs> It was very good. So, I appreciate yeah, it. So I guess all that's new with me this past week is food, mm. which is a story of my life. <laughs> As we were talking about at uh, Sunday dinner, that's how I stay chubby. <laughs> so, and what did I tell you about that? That it's okay for me to say that, but you would never say that about me. Yes. Because I don't know why. Because you think it may hurt my feelings. Well, it just there's a fine line there. It's our one daughter thing, will say it to oh, me sometimes. She has no cooth <laughs> when it comes to that. I mean, when we were eating those uh, brownies with the cream cheese. Yeah. I mean, she could have said it right then. I don't. She didn't, but she could have. She said it earlier, <laughs> and you're like, "Why would you never say that?" Oh. Well, we digress. We digress. But this was a good one. It was not bad. Okay. I had a good time. I had a good time. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm proud of My you. My throat's getting a little scratchy, so. Let's wrap it up. I'm going to take it to the house. All right. Even though we're already in our house. <laughs> we're in home studio number two, B. Okay. Is it, how, how, do we na- how do we label our studios? Are they by letter or by the number? Or does nobody care listening to us? They're like, shut up so I can get on with my day. Well, let me tell you what, folks. You can fast forward because we are done. There we go. Until next time, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. And you've been listening to the Front Porch Sessions Podcast. See ya. Wouldn't want to be here.